Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. on Listener. Replays, interviews, and the only place to catch every Triple M footy call. Oh, here we go. The countdown to the weekend is over. A new round of footy starts now. Now. And every massive moment is right here. A massive arm wrestle. Massive hit. That's what we love it. To McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. Triple M rocks footy. Welcome. It's great to have footy back at Suncorp Stadium as we get ready for round number 27. The first ever round 27. And it might be one of the great rounds in NRL history. Unfortunately, there's been players rested, but the consequences are still the same. It's Brisbane versus Melbourne tonight. Broncos versus Storm. First versus fourth. Broncos win. First minor premiership in 23 years, but then they book a final against Melbourne, their nemesis, next week. If they lose, they open the door for Penrith, who've named a pretty strong side, and therefore the Broncos might end up with the Warriors. Melbourne Storm, uh, they can still finish third, but they'd have to win, and then uh, Warriors would have to lose against the Dolphins. Very possible, because the Warriors have named a pretty uh, a weakened side as well. Anyway, there's a lot of permutations here as uh, one of the... We've just seen a, a full-time uh, finish here. Uh, Ipswich have beaten Cooper Park. Ben Teo, hello to you. What grade is this? It must be a grand no, final. They're yeah. going crazy. Yeah, I think this is a schoolboys final as an uh, ex-keeper Park player. Um, that's not a good sign, is it? Getting beaten on the bell as they Ipswich kicked the conversion, so... It must be a grand final. And well, a pleasure to work with you, Benny. Yeah, absolutely, mate. We've worked a lot um, on air before, but never in person. That's so exactly right. You're a, you're a big human, aren't you? Gerds, <laughs> we reunite. Talking about big humans. We reunite. Hello, How Pat. are you, Dan? Nice to see you. Welcome. What a pleasure to be with you. It's for an the absolute most, pleasure to be with you, Dan. For the most watched Queensland Cup game in history, which is <laughs> yeah. basically what we have. Well, tonight. we've got the, the right man in the box because Benny obviously coaches in Queensland Cup, so he's going to be able to help us out with all the players. I've got, I've got you covered. Boys, and, whatever you want to know about this place. And is it fair to say, Benny, that you know you warmed the the Melbourne Storm team up last week with their with their performance against uh, your Redcliffe boys? Yeah, they played themselves into form and they played themselves into first grade too against my Redcliffe Dolphins. So uh, faced up against most of these players that are playing today, and um, I'll tell you this, boys, they are in form. <laughs> <laughs> and hello to everyone listening through Melbourne on three triple M one zero. 5.1 taking the, there's no AFL on this weekend so taking our game and taking the Melbourne Storm I know they love the Storm down there it's everyone's second team mm. and it's been another excellent year for Melbourne they're not even at their best no. and they're, they're finishing the top four and don't worry if they lose tonight because up here at Suncorp when you finish fourth they build statues for you so that's probably what's going to happen here <laughs> Melbourne players will be strewn all over this Suncorp stadium Dan and then they will hold no fears about coming up here week ones in the finals I think their last 13 starts up here, they've had success. They've got a great record against the Broncos. And, you know, tonight does mean something, obviously, for the Broncos, who certainly want to win that minor premiership you spoke about. But they don't want to win it enough 
um, to risk any of their players going out there tonight and, and doing any damage before the final. So hopefully it's just like an entertaining game. Yes. Uh, the surface is in great condition. It's 18 degrees. It's a great night for footy. There's going to be a big crowd. And Dan Ganane is in Brisbane. Yeah. I mean, what more could you want? What a pl- oh, Aren't you lovely, Goods? Aren't you? Oh, it's just great to see you, Dan. I know. We don't, see, we don't do it often enough. Finals are on there, so we'll be coming together, which is great. I, 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 I hope so. Uh, maybe different expression needed, but I hope we are together, yes. <laughs> and another real positive and a good way to look at this game is it's a look into the future for both of these sides. Uh, guys in this team like Jack Howarth, who have been schoolboy superstars, he played rugby union at BBC College, and he's been someone that the Storm have been looking after and progressing through the grades, and then another name for the Broncos, Blake Moser, we've heard so much yeah, about dummy this half. young kid, he's a dummy half, yep. uh, being compared to Cam Smith, and this is his debut, so we get a little peek into the future. Future and the production line that's is, is there a bigger comparison? I mean, we've seen guys like Luke Brooks come come through and be compared to Andrew Johns. <laughs> I mean, is, does anyone really want to be compared to Cameron Smith? No, it wouldn't be. Nice. <laughs> not, a, not a great way to start your career. <laughs> no, uh, but uh, but it's a big rap. They've been pretty big raps on him all the way through. Who yeah. are you compared to? Who are you compared to coming through? Oh, they used to compare me to Mal just for the pure, <laughs> pure size of our legs. <laughs> now. I'm fascinated with the tactics here, gentlemen, as we do Triple M footy for Ream Hot Water and for Maccas. Prime time uh, for Jim Beam, and we will have every finals game live, uh, whether on air, uh, on your local station or on the listener app. So take note, everyone in Melbourne, while AFL's going on on your local station, the listener app will have all the rugby league games. But uh, I am fascinated good with these t- uh, goods with these tactics because I can just see Craig Bellamy next week saying, hey, boys, what about this mob? They ran dead against us last week because they didn't want to play us in a final. They're mentally scared of us. Yeah, well, that'll be used, absolutely. But, I mean, you know, they've actually got more players out than the Broncos do, Dan. Yeah. They've got ten players out, and, and the Broncos have got eight that would normally be in their lineup. So, yeah, well, I think that argument's kind of a little bit redundant, to be honest. I don't think they'll, they'll, there'll be too much that comes out of the result of this one that they'll be able to use before going in the next week. But what they will use is the record that they have up here. They love this place. And not only a great record here against all comers, Benny, but 13 in a row against the Broncos. Now, does that matter when we get to a stage here where a lot of these plot well, tonight it won't matter, but, yeah. but next week, for instance, they come together again. Let's say, well, even if Brisbane win... None of those, very few of those Broncos players will have ever beaten Melbourne. Yeah. But it's a different Broncos team. So will it matter? Yeah, I think there's always going to be that psychological edge there to the Melbourne Storm. They've almost built their club off the back of some of the people that founded the Broncos. And they've always loved coming up here. You think back to 2008, Broncos players just sitting on the ground. Uh, so much emotion as they've been knocked out of the final. Melbourne have always loved coming up here and giving it to the Broncos. You think about some of the players that have come through the Melbourne system who were passed up as juniors from the Broncos. So they always have a chip on their shoulder. And as you said, some of these young Broncos players, they've grown up in that storm um, era of just seeing them win grand finals. So there's always something there that the purple rain. Uh, by the way, one of the strangest promotions I've ever heard is being put on tonight. We'll let Dobbo explain that shortly, involving the departing Tom Flegler. It could end in tears. Uh, and, and I can tell you, the bananas... No one wants to be hit by a banana, Dan. The bana- but mate, the bana- people are bringing bananas to the game. Yeah. I'll let Dobbo run that. He's been all over that story right from the get-go. Yeah. Um, it sounds like a Dobbo story. Yeah, it does. So... <laughs> <laughs> banana splits. Uh, 
Are we worried about the mass <laughs> restings in general? Now, the easy argument, Ben, is to say, well, these teams, Brisbane, Penrith, because I think Penrith are going to rest a lot of their yeah. blokes once Brisbane, if they win this game and there's nothing riding on it for Penrith. I think a lot of the 18 to 22 players are going to come in. Warriors have rested uh, basically everyone. Newcastle. It's their prerogative. Yeah. But has the NRL got to do something about it? Yeah, I just don't know what they can do. I think if anyone was in the coach's position coming into finals, you know, look, you've got to keep your squad healthy and have a red-hot crack at it. We see it in so many sports, don't we? If you watch the NBA, as they get towards the finals, they start, you know, their best players, and then halfway through the game, they rest them. So, look, the alternate is that they start all these guys and then put them on the bench for long minutes. I don't think there's much you can do about it, really. It's just such a long, attritional season. You can't blame these coaches. I like Joey's idea. Joey always comes up with good stuff, and he wrote today in the uh, Sydney Morning Herald, uh, put $2 million on for the minor premiership yeah. and give half to the player. So yeah. um, that would be, what, 50000 a person? I mean, that's uh, – okay, yeah. all right. Oh. Now, now, that matters that, uh, to a player. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Yeah, and, and, and you know what, Particularly the bottom-rung players, that's a fair, that's a, that's a fair and, check. And, and when it matters to the players, it matters to the fans. And so they need to bring more prestige to that part of the contest because if you look at other, you know, um, codes around the world, the Premier League, for instance, I mean, it's first past the post. So they, they, the NRL could really build out that part of it. And then every every round would actually mean something yeah. in the game, like during Origin. And I like the tactical situation at the end of the season when you get coaches and they make that decision on if to leave players off and whatnot. But could you imagine if it was like the Premier League and you know it really meant something financially and in status to the club to win first past the post? And then on the back of that, then you go into the final series and play for the grand final. Sort of like what they do in the English Super League with, with Wembley. And, and the Challenge Cup final, you know, there's, there's, that, there's a lot of status mm. um, involved with winning the Challenge Cup final. And I just don't think there's enough sort of prestige put around, big, you know, first past the post. What is it, $100,000? And I reckon, and you spoke about Ivan Cleary, he's going to make a decision. Well, I reckon he probably looks at who he wants to play in week one of the finals, more so than the 100000 and the minor premiership. Because I'm saying that if you've got Melbourne coming off a good win tonight with those guys to come back in, and you got the Warriors that haven't played finals in a long time with a lot of young guys that haven't sort of been conditioned to that sort of environment coming over to Penrith. I'm tipping I'd probably want to put myself in a position to play the Warriors week one. And it's amazing, Ben, isn't it? That's the theory. No one yeah. wants to play Melbourne in week one. No. Pappenhausen's back. Uh, <laughs> let's have some quick thoughts on the storm here. Melbourne have not really been running firing on all cylinders all year. Now, they're so professional, and they're so good. They're coached so well, they still finish in the top four. But this is nowhere near the elite teams even of the last few years. Pappenhausen is back, though. Can they actually win the comp? I think they can. I think they've got enough experience, as you said. This year, they've been so up and down and really put in some performances that you wouldn't um, consider Melbourne Storm performances. And you know, what Craig did is, is he had an underperforming side of big names and he flipped it and he went and grabbed a whole lot of guys out of Host Plus Cup and he put guys like Justin Olam into reserve grade. And what, what he's done is he's created a very competitive environment and now everyone's humming all at the same time. They're roaring into the finals and look, 
if you get Pappenhausen, Firing, Munster, Harry Grant, I just think that they're going to be hard to stop, to be honest. I don't. I just don't think they've got like three or four games in them that, or two or three games in them that they need at the intensity to beat those those the Broncos or the Panthers at this point. I, I look at their their middles and I just I think they've got one or two weeks in and where they can get to the level they need to to beat some of those good sides. I just don't know if they can do it consistently over the whole finals campaign. Welsh is sort of at the back end of his Kamakamitha and and uh, King at, at 13. For mine, I mean, you know, when you look at who Penrith have in those positions and who the Broncos have in those positions, I just think that's they're a class above. And I think at some point yeah. throughout the final series, Melbourne might get found out through things like line speed and intensity and collision. Um, but on their day, certainly can beat anyone. Can they do it consistently? They haven't been able to do it all year consistently. So I just don't think they'll be able to take that into the finals and get it done. Well, we're going to have an unbelievable final series. Yeah. We've got a game in New Zealand guaranteed, week two or week three. We've got two games here. So the Broncos will host in week one, and they're going to host again either in week two, if they lose week one, or the prelim. That's obviously their best-case scenario. Newcastle's going to get there uh, with a home final. Benny, I was there a couple of weeks ago. Unbelievable. Crazy. Un- like, it's, it could be the biggest home ground advantage. And now, Penrith are almost unbeatable at home, but that's because they're the best team, or yeah. first or second bit. What that does for Newcastle is unbelievable. Yeah. It, it mauled South Sydney, that atmosphere. Oh, and putting aside the injury to, to Ponga, Mate, that is probably the last team you want to come up against in a sudden death final is the Knights. They've got so much momentum and what a turnaround. Like, I mean, can you remember back to the start of the season what we were talking about, discussing from the coach to the club? And But one thing about it was the fans were still turning up. They were still getting 30,000 there to watch them get belted and now they are roaring home. Uh, It's a great story, Dan. But when I think about their spine, like, you know... No questions over Ponga, but, you know, Gamble, Hastings and Crossland, all in great touch at the moment, but don't, haven't, none of them have sort of played rep footy. None of them have played, you know, the end of the season when the chips are down and you've got everyone just humming along. So I've loved the journey and I hope it continues, but I just think that when they come up against that sort of quality in big games at the back end of the season. You are so grinchy. You are so grinchy. I I believe in them. Enjoy, to everyone you listening come and through, see me in three or four weeks. <laughs> to everyone listening on KOFM, hey, well done on the run. Enjoy it for the next week because it's going to end in a couple of weeks. Uh, oh. Let's uh, I've missed you, dude. Jeez, I've missed you. But no bullshit that comes from Ryan Girdler. Triple M footy lives on Leicester. Ready or not? To McDonald's and Ring Hot Water. Triple M rocks footy. You can't stop what I got. Ready or not? Welcome back here to Suncorp Stadium, watching the teams go through their paces. Melbourne in their predominantly white jerseys. This really is like calling a trial. Uh, we're wow. going to have some fun tonight, gents, because we're learning players here for the first time. But the key, Ryan Pappenhausen yes. at number one, Gertz. Oh, how exciting. How exciting indeed. Look, absolutely. He's just a guy that, you know, people just like to see what he can do. He, uh, he got a few minutes, probably 20, 25 minutes last week, sort of on the edge. I wouldn't say that he played in the middle hard. To kind of recognise what he got up to last week and what his role was, but it was—I think it was more about just getting out there, getting some miles in his legs, getting involved, and getting some timing back. And would have done a, a little bit more defence than he's used to last week as well. So, um, yeah, we know what he's going to bring. You know, 
he's an exciting guy. He's he's everywhere. He, he just makes sure that you're always nervous if you're at marker around the ruck. He's going to keep you, um, your A and B defenders there really on alert when he's um, sort of loitering around the middle. And then when he goes to the edges and he's out the back of shape, people get nervous and make bad decisions. And we'll see that tonight with a couple of these edge um, defenders for the Broncos. He'll he'll put them on notice, and there's no doubt he'll have some joy. And this is a great opportunity for him to get some, uh, you know, run back into some form and get some conditioning before the final. He can't play 80, though, can he? Yeah, of course. You yeah. think he'll get oh, through 80? Oh, I'd be playing him 80. Well, if they want him to play, and what do you reckon, Benny? Do you think that, um, do you think that next next week? Is he 14 or is he 1 next week is the question. No, I think he's 1. I think he's 1. I think you put him in now, he's going to knock out 80 minutes. Look, he's been playing for the last three or four weeks. Uh, in Queensland Cup for the Sunshine Coast Falcons, he's been playing 80 minutes. So okay. he's got that in the yeah, bank. Okay. All they wanted to do was bring him into the storm and sort of give him a half a game and blood him in, and now he's ready to go because you've got to pull the trigger on this guy. He's the X yeah. factor that can win you a final oh, yeah. game. So yeah. it's great to have and, him back. And what do you do with Nick Meany, Benny? I mean, he's had a fantastic season. He's very versatile. He's a guy you can carry on the bench. I think so. He's probably your 14, isn't he? Like He covers the outside backs. He can slip into the halves. I think uh, they've got some other players, too, that can cover the hooking position but also play lock guys like... Uh, Wishart's one of those. Yes, yeah, Bronson Garlic. Yeah. You know, there's lots of those type yeah. of players in the storm side. Uh, let's get to the major story of the week. And I guess this gets a bit serious with the, the mess at Canterbury and uh, revelations of a player walking out because uh, the training was too tough and... In, in his thoughts, cruel. The player's identity has been kept under wraps because apparently he's he's in a, a tough state. This incident happened five or six weeks ago. There's two stories here, the leaks, yeah. Gerds and, yeah. and Benny. That's one. But but firstly, let's talk about the, the issue at hand, which is uh, suggestions that Cameron Seraldo is training them too hard, or at least that's what some of the players think. Now, yeah. he is adamant, as is Phil Gould, Cameron's boss, we're trying to toughen them up. This is how we train them. Um, we need to change things here at Canada yeah. because what's happening isn't working. Fair enough. So have the players got any leg to stand on here? I don't. I, I don't think so, Dan. I, you know, I, I'm not really buying into the chatter. Um, there's always going to be change when you get a new coach trying to bring new systems um, and new standards to an organisation, especially one that's. You know, that's been in a system that's had a lot of success and he knows what it looks like. And because of the results, he might have had to pull the trigger a little bit earlier than he may have liked because he understands that there's a transition of having guys that have probably been a little bit comfortable in your club for a long period of time. And some of those guys have an influence on the people around them, might have been entrenched in the culture there, don't like the change-up. So as a coach, you just can't go in there, and, and Benny knows better than I do, he, he's in that situation, but you just can't go in there um, with the sledgehammer approach. You know, you need to build the relationships, go through the process, but then when you're not getting results and things start, you, you're under a little bit more pressure, well, then eventually you've got to make some tough calls, and I just think that's the situation he's in at the moment. I'm not really buying that um, there's a whole lot of players that think that it's all too hard. I probably think that there's some, some, some existing players there that um, feel like... Um, they're not in the plans or maybe you've been, been told that they're not in the plans that are going around and actually being quite destructive on their way out and probably won't be part of the, uh, you know, the, the, that environment uh, over the next couple of years anyway. So I, to be honest, Dan, I'm not really buying it. I think it's pretty normal at a club when a new coach comes in. You're all on tender hooks. You don't know what to expect. But one thing I do know is they need to be, you know, 
getting better results. And they're not going to do it with, you know, what they've been doing for the last couple of years. So yeah. often when you shake up an environment like that... There's, there's not few, much sympathy for the players, right? A, th- a few things fall out, right? And we're just seeing that. The blowtorch has been applied. Some players can't handle it have been burnt, and they'll be moved on, and the, and the dogs will be better for it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's only... Uh, one one way that this can go, and th- and that's that the players have to go because here you've got a coach, Seraldo, uh, who's um, yeah he's got a five year deal, and he's got to hang in there and he's got his standards that he wants to push forward, and the players that can't handle it have to move on now. Look, the other situation where there was a player that was apparently late and he yeah. was made to wrestle all the guys, okay, now you've got a different situation there. So Seraldo's got to have a real um, hard think about what type of environment he's setting up there because we all love to do these wrestling drills and make each other go around, but if you're doing it to embarrass a player in front of the group, that's probably where you're going down the wrong um, route. And the second thing I'd say is, you hear all these things about them training too hard now, but you didn't hear it in the preseason. So, my thoughts are: Has things changed? Like, has he? Did he start one way and he wasn't getting results, and now he's ramped it up? Because that can always upset a team because they think, "Oh, he's just going nuts now because we can't get results." So, that's what I'd I'd be surprised to hear is whether they think that there's been a massive change in in his persona because. If pressure watch, does that, if, right? Yeah, pressure does. If you yeah. watch his press conferences, if you go back and you watch the first 10 rounds, and, yeah, they were losing, but he was smiling and bubbly and don't worry, he's got a plan under control, his face has changed a lot. Yeah. He's dead serious now. He ain't joking around. He feels it. Tight chest. He feels, you know, like he's under the pressure. So yeah. maybe that's what the players are saying. This guy's changed. Now we're training from dusk till dawn, you know, and he's making us fight each yeah. other. It's... That's the difference. You said, we've got Tommy Hackett, we'll get to him shortly. You said there um, that, that, that that was possibly an issue, the signalling out of a player. Uh, the, the one who was 12 yeah. minutes late, so he had to wrestle 12 players. That's yeah. the way the story yeah. goes. You didn't like that. Well, I do these drills all the time. I, I make my guys fight 10 guys in a row. But we, we do it for training. Yeah, and not we, for punishment. Not for punishment. Not, not for a punishment to expose someone or to humiliate them or embarrass them. Because then, then you're getting a different result. And uh, I think guys will be sitting back thinking that's not the right way to deal with this. So that would be my thoughts on it. But th- those drills are done all the time in footy. And they do help you with your defence. Hey, uh, you can, you'll be on Saturday on the uh, show at, at midday. Yeah, the, I will the be. scrum, you two girds. You can, I'll tell you, a fascinating subject. Fascinating subject. The final round of, of uh, 2023. And we do it for Jim Beam. It's set to be an epic round, and that is worth raising a Jim Beam to drink responsibly. Triple M rocking the footy. Triple M footy lives on Leicester. Ready or not. McDonald's and Raymond Water. Triple M rocks footy. You can't stop what I got. Ready or not. Welcome back. Beautiful night here in Queensland. But what else would you expect? As we get ready for the finals. Round 27, the Broncos and the Melbourne Storm. If you don't know by now, Broncos, if they win, first minor premiership in 23 years. Ben Teo, Ryan Girdley here as well. That's astonishing that a club this successful, this professional, has gone 23 years between minor premierships. Of course, they've won a premiership in between, but that's still staggering. Yeah, and it just shows how hard it is to really uh, come first in this competition. You need so much to go right, and I feel like for Brisbane, they've had a lot go right in terms of injuries, and crazy to think that only a few years ago, the wooden spoon was around, and now 
up the top of the table, flying into finals. Uh, Kiwi's got them going really well. A good young crop of players that are just primed for the finals. Uh, first or second is a damn good year. Melbourne, we know, will finish fourth. The rest of the round, I better go through this, Gerds. Um, oh, it gives me a headache, Dan. Well, I'm not going to go be through, honest. I'm not going to go through all the permutations. Two and, no, yeah, I'm not the permutations. Yeah, see, this is don't jump to conclusions. All right, all right. It starts with 6 p.m. Manly v West Tigers. That means nothing. Happy? You happy with that? There's no permutations. Well, it means something for Jake Jaboyevich's 200th game. You know, you, you know, so we will be calling that tomorrow night. I know, I know, and most of the time, as you blokes know, those those milestone games don't mean a hell of a lot. Maybe for the first five, ten minutes. Surely this one will mean something. Like, oh, it has to. Surely they will lift. And well, they were good last week, weren't they? Against the Bulldogs, good enough. Yeah, good enough. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they'll, they'll go out there and uh, they'll be playing for Jake, and and they'll put on a good performance, and they should be able to put the Tigers away at home. 8 p.m. Your old mob, Benny, South Sydney against the Sydney Roosters. Oh. They should get 40, 45 there. Uh, uh, Roosters, there are equations they can win and not make it. But here's the thing: whoever loses is out. Yeah, we absolutely know. I've liked what I've heard this week from the South Sydney blokes in the media. I don't know if that means anything for a team that's been way off the pace. Yeah. Do you think they can actually flip the switch? Oh, I'm not too sure. I think there's been too much noise around South Sydney at the moment. I feel like the Roosters are just flying under the radar. They've got most of their big names back in. Uh, the interesting part will be how many players are left still on the field at full time uh, because it's going to be red hot there and there's so much animosity between the two sides and Look, I just feel at the moment like the Roosters have probably got more momentum going into this and so much pressure on um, Jason Demetrio and South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, I, I, you know, they're heartless, the NRL judiciary. They, yes, yeah, suspend will re-argues for seven yeah. weeks of Mitchell, but they should have said, all right, you're suspended for the, uh, your appropriate matches, but you can play this. You can <laughs> yeah. play this against each other. You need it for the ratings. You're on. Yeah, yeah we've just got a call from uh, Channel 9 and Fox, and uh, yes, no, you've didn't been they, cleared. Didn't they do that for the one of the Penrith players once? They said, oh, look, it's an important game. Well, you know, you can take your sanctions next year. Oh, the, oh, that's yeah. right. It was... Uh, Taylor May or something. Yes, the, yeah. winger, the you winger. You can play the final. You can play this game, but you just, you know, next there year you need to go a couple of weeks a, off. I broadcast a wild card. Yeah. <laughs> Twice a year. Yeah. I can just go, oh, I'm sorry. I know I know it's grossly unfair to the other two, <laughs> but you know what? We need this guy yeah. for our numbers. Well, well, I mean, you know, Benny just spoke about the emotion between these two teams, but you take off Latrell and you take off Joey Manu. Yeah, he's and, and, and that, you know, what we've seen over the last couple of years, and then Jared up front does lose just that little bit, doesn't it? So um, it'll be a great spectacle. But, yeah, you know, I actually think the Rabbits might find a way. Really? Yeah. Me and Benny aren't – we're not agreeing no. tonight at all. But, yeah, I, I agree with you, Dan. I've liked how um, they've handled the media this week. Uh, they've had a week off, which I think couldn't have come at a better time for them, just to get away a little bit. Um, and their season's on the line, and, and I think they'll, uh, they'll actually find a way. Uh, Dolphins play Warriors here at Suncorp, 3 p.m. Saturday. Warriors, uh, if they win, they'll finish third. Uh, big one, Penrith, North Queensland. The great thing, Benny, about that, and you'll hear that Triple M Townsville on the listener app, 3 o'clock we're doing as well. Um, Cowboys will go into that game with their season still alive. Now, Cowboys will need either Roosters to win or Canberra to lose. So there's two chances for them. Yeah. But Canberra wouldn't have played by then. So do you see them upsetting Penrith, who may rest some players we don't know? 
Yeah, I, I still think if they're resting players, I still think there's enough for these guys to fight for. You know, even though if you're not in the starting 17 and you're just outside it, you play 18, 19, 20, you want to play well in these last rounds because if there's an injury, you want to be the guy that's brought onto the bench for a prelim. So I, I, I find it a tough situation for Cowboys to even go against a second-string Penrith side down there in Penrith and get the win. Especially yeah. after their last week's performance. You know, they need to come back and show just a little bit. You don't want to go in. I mean, we all know what they're going to produce in the finals. They've done it over the last three or four seasons. But you don't want to go into a final series on the back of two losses. Yeah. It takes away all momentum. So, yeah, they need to get their, you know, their form lines back where they need to be to charge into the week one of those finals. Uh, Newcastle Saints on uh, Saturday night, 7.30. Saints, you know what? They deserve a win to finish. They've actually been very, very uh, uh, gutsy. Um, they're going to finish near the bottom of the ladder. We know how well Newcastle are going. No Caelan Ponga. Sunday, Gold Coast versus Canterbury. We'll have that one. That, well... <laughs> There'll be a lot of points. At least that's the good thing about that game. <laughs> and then um, Sunday Arvo, the last game of the regular season, Cronulla-Canberra. Winner gets a home final. Cronulla's in anyway, but Canberra gone, probably gone if they lose. Can Canberra win in City? They've got an unbelievable record. Yeah, but no Nine pup, in a row against Canberra. No pup Lee, no Horsbrook. You know, like, yeah. And then they're two big outs for the middle. I heard Ricky Stewart after the game last week. Get, get away from the little old ladies and the, everyone's against us bit. Um, the thing he said which really concerned me, Ben, we put a lot into that game. I got the feeling yeah. they put their season into that game against the Broncos Absolutely. and they would have come out of that feeling like they're probably done. Yeah, feeling flat and just feeling like if, if that's the competition and those are the top teams and we gave it our all and we can't really hang with them, you know, we can hang with them for half a game, 50 minutes, but not the full 80, then maybe we're not up for it this year. I reckon he'd probably be feeling that. Now, Rugby League has had some great promotions. I'll never forget, remember in the 90s, Gertz, Pepsi Ball, which was a great concept, this big inflatable football that people would run into, and then someone broke their leg, and that was the end of Pepsi Ball. There's been the... um the dogs, who, who's the Pal Super Dogs? Then someone got bitten, and that was the end of the Pal Super Dogs. <laughs> ben Dobbin, can you please introduce us to tonight's potentially disastrous, this Simpsons-esque promotion they're running here at the Broncos? <laughs> this could be, uh, good evening, guys. This could be worse than anything I've ever seen. So, one of Tom Flegler, Tom Flegler's captain, and this is actually his last ever home and away match as a Bronco. He will play two semi-finals here, regardless. But his cousin, who has done a pre-season there, uh, has started this campaign to, at the eight minute, bring a banana and wave a banana for Tom Flegler. Now, it got to the point today where Suncorp Stadium issued a media release saying that they are allowing fruit to come in, but if anybody <laughs> throws a banana, yeah. they're gone. So yeah. what could go wrong? We all remember Mick Stone giving Wally Lewis five minutes in the sin bin. Yeah. That band can be here. That, yeah. yeah. yeah, that was the end of can be here. Yeah, and ironic, uh, Flegler hates, hates bananas. bananas. Yeah. He, hates he grew bananas. up on a banana farm, can't stand yeah, them, bananas. can't eat them, That makes hates sense. them, and yeah. this is his cousin. He's a bit of a larrikin, yeah. so you that's why. Yeah. You know what he said to me? I saw Flegler. This sounds like a grift. Yeah. This bloke's just trying to get publicity for his own farm. Mike said to him, are you doing this for me or your own Instagram? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and they are all come out and said, look, it's okay. If you didn't bring a banana, you can stand up and shake something that <laughs> maybe resembles <laughs> a banana. <laughs> there's no need for that. The only saving grace, Dobbo, is the eighth minute. Yeah. Now, can you imagine it was the 68th minute yeah. and they're all uh, tanked? Lubricated. Yeah. Anyway, well... 
Have we seen? I've saw uh, some people carrying around no, bananas. There, is, so. mate, there will be bananas being raised here. Um, <laughs> our own very own station today once got a hold of it. Was handing out bananas at the top of. Oh, the so we're street. complicit yeah, in this. So complicit. <laughs> now you shouldn't have said that on here because now someone's going to get hit in the head with a stem. They're going to get poked in the eye. They're going to sue us. Yeah, well, you've right. got plenty these days, Dan. The boy won't be coming from me. I can assure you. Triple M rocking the footy. We've had a technical issue with Dobbo. This might be the last you hear of him tonight. I don't know. It could be. You look great in your Eastern Seabird cap. Yeah, yeah. I've got, hey? got one for you. Oh, I want one. Yeah. Uh, Triple M. Right. Well done. Boys, well done on the Saturday and the Sunday ratings. Uh, if you could How'd just, they go? Can oh, you, get, right. you need Did a they? campaign to get the oldies. I think we okay. need to start doing OBs and retirement homes because you yeah. actually win the ratings yeah. if you got more 70-plus people. Well, that's why we've got Tony Squires on Saturday, but he's just uh, <laughs> using his bullet power. <laughs> now, but anyway. Well, all right. Uh, we're going to take a break. Triple M rocking the footy. The crackers are going off, so we're not far away. Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Reem Hot Water.